you're there in the book of Acts. Go to the last chapter of this book, Acts 28. We won't take time to read it, but Acts 27, you're familiar with the story. Paul had been taken prisoner and uh, they were putting him and something like 275 almost people on a boat and they were getting ready to set sail. You may remember this. Paul spoke up as a prisoner and said, uh, sirs, excuse me, but I perceive this voyage. Let me just put it in my own language. It's not going to go right. It's not going to go well. Um, I perceive, he said, that this is going to end in a lot of loss. But these guys weren't about to listen to a prisoner. I mean, the Lord's talking to him, right? I mean, he gave them the warning that he could, but they got on the boat. Everything looked fine. They set sail. But you know the story. It wasn't but a few days. And man, these guys sailed right into this nasty storm. This thing had a name. Eurocladon, they called it. We can call it Don for short. Hurricane Don uh, was going up the coast and they sailed right into this. And the Bible says that a couple of days later, they're throwing all the ship's cargo overboard. That's money, man. That is money going overboard. It got worse. Now they're throwing the ship's tackling overboard. And this went on for day after day after night after night. And they said they couldn't even see the sun when it was day. They couldn't see the stars when it was night. They're just being driven by this storm. And they're getting beat up. I, I can only imagine what else was going over the side of the ship. I mean, you spend day after day after day in that kind of storm. And you're up with the sea and down. And that's what the Bible says. They were driven up and down through the sea. 14 days into this. 14 days Finally, an angel of the Lord shows up and speaks to Paul and he goes and says to the guys, I just picture him there on the bow of that ship, you know, trying to be stable. He's like, guys, listen, listen, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. For this night, the angel of the Lord has stood beside me and said, I got to go talk to Caesar and it's going to be okay. We're going to lose the ship, but we're not going to lose our lives. And he said, y'all need to eat something. It's been 14 days since y'all had anything to eat. And they did. They, they, they finally had a little bite to eat. I mean, these guys are in a bad way. And sure enough, the next day, there's just enough light. They begin to make sight with land. And they sent these soundings out. And, and it said, oh, we're, we're, we're 20 fathoms. And then a few minutes later, they sent another sounding. We're 10 fathoms. They can tell they're getting closer. So then the Bible says, not wanting to be shipwrecked into the rocks. They dropped anchor where they were and that's when they could begin to see the land. And they, they, they found this little beach in this little cove. They had no idea what they were looking at, but they thought we're going to just try to run the ship right into that. So they dropped the anchors, left the anchors in the water and they headed for that beach. The Bible says where the, the two seas came together, they ran aground. They're not on the beach yet. They're still far out. And the waves start pounding into the ship. And this, this ship is being broken up with every crashing wave that's coming over it. And uh, Paul's a prisoner, like a bunch of these other guys. And so some of the people over them said, we need to kill them so they don't get away. But Paul had some favor. There was one guy on that boat this is one of his captors. There was one guy that liked Paul. So Paul ended up getting spared 
And because this guy liked Paul, because Paul has some favor with him, saved everybody else's life on that boat. Favor. Favor. But sure enough, the boat's breaking up. So these guys jump ship and they start swimming to shore. I mean, can you imagine being in this going, what hell have I been living through for the last two weeks? Two weeks, it's got to seem like an eternity. Nothing has gotten any better. Things have only gotten worse. You saw some land, so you thought that was better. Next thing you know, you're bobbing up and down in the middle of the sea, waves crashing over you. You don't even know if you're going to make it to shore, but they did. They did. They swam from that boat that was getting beat up and they swam all the way to the shore and you get to chapter 28 and the Bible says in verse one, when they had escaped, other, other translations say, uh, when they had made it to safety, they'd made it safely to the shore. They found out that the island was called Malta. And in verse two, it says the natives showed us unusual kindness. I can't imagine what this was like. You're thinking, could things get any worse? And you wash up on this beach, and I don't know, out of the palm trees come the natives. <laughs> I mean, I got something in my mind out of a movie, right? <laughs> These natives come and they're all pierced with bones through their nose and spear. I don't know if it was or not, but this is what I'm imagining, right? And you... Somehow you made it to shore. Somehow you get yourself up off the beach and only to see, I don't know, 500 natives. And you're thinking to yourself, could this get any worse? What's about to happen? Are these people going to capture us? Are they going to put us over that fire where they spin you slowly and an apple in your mouth? I've watched too much TV, I guess, but what's about to happen? But you can almost hear it in the way Luke wrote this. Listen to it from the Weiss translation, Acts 28. It says in verse 2, I don't know if we have that. We can put it on the screen. If we don't, just listen. It says, the inhabitants who were such that they did not speak Greek, nor did they possess Greek culture. So all that is in this word native. I think King James says the, the barbarous, where we get barbaric, kind of gives you an image of what, maybe what they were looking at. He said they didn't speak Greek. They didn't possess Greek culture. They showed us not the humane and kind treatment with which one meets ordinarily, but listen to these words, but an uncommon, extraordinary, humane and kindly treatment, which was the expression of their natural affection for their fellow man. Did you hear those words? unusual kindness. Did you hear this? Uncommon kindness. That's this hesed kindness and mercy of God. Unusual. Uncommon. And can't you hear it in the way he's writing it? This is not what they were expecting. And you probably wouldn't either. After two weeks of hell on earth, you're thinking, yeah, this seems about right. I thought I was going to die in the ocean, but no, it looks like I'm going to die on this island. <laughs> and how shocked they were to find that these people who didn't speak their language, didn't possess their culture, yet they showed them this uncommon kindness. 
What did this uncommon kindness do? It says, for having set fire to a heap of sticks, they took all of us to themselves because of the rain, which having come down upon us was now a steady downpour and because of the cold. Uncommon kindness. They washed up on these people's shore and I don't know what these islanders, these natives were thinking. But what a risk it was, right, to show them some kindness. I mean, the response, I guess, could have been, you know, let, let, let's see what they're here for. Do you come in peace? You know, they, they've got their, their spears ready in case these people are not peaceful people. You know, guns cocked. We're not sure. But that's not the way they approach these people. An uncommon kindness. They washed up on the shore, shipwrecked out off the shore. It's raining, it's cold, and instead of standing far off, what'd they do? They, they couldn't speak the language. I guess they just, uh. <laughs> they built them a fire. The Bible says they took them in. I don't know if that means it gave them, they gave them shelter. It's raining. These guys are cold. They've been through this near-death experience. And how thankful I can imagine Paul and Luke and the different ones who were just shipwrecked were when they were treated with an uncommon kindness. Do you realize people in this community right now where we are are living shipwrecked lives? Their marriages shipwrecked. Falling apart with every beating wave. Every wave that swells up bigger and higher and crashes down on them. Finances shipwrecked. Relationships totally shipwrecked. I guess my question, church, is when they wash up on the shores of this church, how will the natives treat them? Because what they need is an uncommon kindness. Now, if we just looked at that alone, it would be stirring, right? But there's something here, and I don't know that we've been quick enough to make the connection. Because after they were treated with kindness and they built them the fire, most people focus on the next few verses. Paul gets bit by a snake. Okay, whatever. He shakes it off. He's fine. But the Bible says in verse 7, in that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was, now look at it. How would you pronounce that name? P Publius, something like that. I looked it up this weekend. It's actually Poplios. I'm not quite sure why the English spelling got put that way, but it's Poplios. You want to know what word we get from that word in the Greek? Popular. The leading citizen of the island. This is literally Mr. Popular. This is the most popular guy on the island. And he's got these estates. And it says in verse 7, in that region there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was Mr. Popular. And look at what he did. Who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. Other translations talk about the hospitality that he showed for three days. 
Can you imagine spending three days with somebody who does not speak your language? And yet you're thoroughly enjoying yourself. This person's taking care of you. He's entertaining for you. He's, he's providing everything you need courteously with hospitality. That goes to show you that kindness is a universal language. Whether they speak your native tongue or not, they speak kindness. And if you speak kindness, you can communicate. But look what happened. They were hospitable to us for three days. Hospitality. Do you know we have a hospitality team in this church? A team whose entire job it is to make people feel welcome. And we're going to be doing so much more with that team as it grows and develops. But this is a major part of who we are. See, people who have a hospitality mentality live differently than other people. They live with an open hand. They live with an open heart. They live with an open home. Not a closed hand or a closed heart or a closed home open. Isn't that what was happening in that church in the book of Acts? Nobody said that what they had was theirs alone. What's that mean? I'm ready to give, Lord. You show me somebody who needs something I've got, and at your leading, I'll sow it. And this is, this is a part of it, being led by the Spirit of God, not pressure, not compulsion, but letting Him lead. It's an open hand, not a closed, clenched fist with a death grip on that $8 that you got left in your pocket. <laughs> open hand. What I have, Lord, is available to you. Open heart. So many people closed right here. Got no room for anybody else. They have room in their heart for them, their spouse, and their 2.4 children. But other than that, you know, it's the averages of what people have. In their, this is I just me, mine. You don't want to let people in. Ah, uh, it's risky. Ah, uh, who can you trust? Well, I'm not telling you to let somebody in so close, somebody that you don't trust, but you do have to live with an open heart. Father, is there somebody here that needs what I've got? Or I need what they've got. This is family. Open hand, open heart. And folks, this home's going to have to be open. We've seen it before. You saw it with the disciples. Uh, Jesus, we found these guys over here preaching in your name, casting out demons. You want, me, want us to tell them to stop? They're not one of us. Aren't you thankful that the disciples finally got over that? That Christianity didn't end with 12 dudes 2,000 years ago? The home had to open up. We had to have more people in it. But look at what happened. Verse 8, it happened that the father of Mr. Popular lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed and he laid his hands on him and he healed him. Uh, what is that? Oh, come on. What is that? That's grace. Now, how did these non-Greek speaking, non-Greek culture having natives get this grace? They're not believers. They haven't heard the message. These are not people living and walking and fighting by faith. Yet there was an open door to the grace of God. What was it? Kindness. Kindness. 
their kindness towards God's people, God's man, God's person, opened up a door for an outpouring of the grace of God. And it was not just one person. Verse nine. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. This island had a healing miracle signs and wonders meeting that lasted. I don't know how long I'm not even quite sure how to read this because the next verse says three months later, we set sail. And I'm trying to study it like as we speak, how long were they on Malta? And did they ever learn to speak the language? But they had an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and power and fire and people who were sick got up, healed, instantly touched by the grace of God. How'd they get a hold of that? That wasn't a church meeting. Where'd they get that? Kindness opened the door to it. Are you kidding me? Making a fire for somebody that's cold, somebody that washed up on your shore, shipwrecked, and just showing them a little kindness. God said, thank you very much. Let me heal this one. Let me heal that one. Let me touch that one. Let me raise you up and raise you up and raise you up. Could we have, is it possible that we could have a greater display of the grace of God in this church than we've ever had before if we'll be kind to the people that wash up shipwrecked on our shores? It's the key to more. We tie this around our neck, bless God, and we don't take this off. And everywhere we go, it goes. Watch what happens to the kindness. I go over here, it goes with me. I go over here, it goes with me. Man, don't take it off. Don't take it off in the parking lot. Don't, don't take it off when you get home. Don't take it off when you go to work. It's the key to more. It's the key to greater grace. Ask the Maltons. First-hand experience of what happens when you show an uncommon kindness. Uncommon. Jesus talked about these things in the book of Luke. Thank you, Lord. He said in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 27, He said, I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Wait, what? What did he say? Love your enemies? There's a couple of revelations coming out here. Number one, um, you have enemies. No. Yes. No. Uh-huh. You got some enemies. Just like Jesus had some people. What two groups? Pharisees and family. I don't know who it is in your life, but there are some people, whether you know it or not, who just seem to have made it their mission their assignment in life to watch and wait for you to trip up, make a mistake, call you on it, judge you on it. There are people who are not actively believing God for your prosperity. There are those who, when you do prosper, hate it. They're not rejoicing with you. So what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Love them. Folks, that's not normal. Can I say it again? That's not normal. But then again, neither are you. Neither am I. If normal is sick and broke and dying and depressed, who wants normal? We were never called to live normal lives. Now a common kindness is what? 
I'll be kind to you if and when you're kind to me. But Jesus said, love your enemies. What else did he say? It gets worse. Do good to who? Who am I supposed to do good to? Pe people who did good to me. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That's how this works, right? You do for me, I do for you. You don't for me, I won't for you. That's common. That's normal. But Jesus said, do good. Look for ways to do good to who? Those who hate you. Bless, he said, those who curse you. Wow, that's not normal. Somebody curses you and you go, Lord, I'm asking you to bless them. I said, bless them, right? Some of our prayers are, Lord, I'm asking you to break their knees. I'm asking you to get them, get them transferred, move them to Alaska, move them somewhere away from, no. What did Jesus say? Somebody's cursing you. Somebody's got it in their mind to bring you down. Listen, I told you favor with God and men doesn't mean everybody likes you. It means you have favor with the right ones. So what does an uncommon kindness do? I bless you. I bless you. I bless you so hard. In Jesus' name, I bless you. Know? And you can do that. You can do it right in the middle of somebody up in your face. Somebody chewing you out, somebody you just reaming you out, chewing you up and down. You can look back at them. You know what? You know what, Dad? I bless you today. I love you with the love of God. And I'm going to go over here and pray for you. Like way over here. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you. What? Jesus, please. To him who strikes you on the cheek. This guy just punched you in the face. What do you do? What do you do? You get up, regain your consciousness, and offer the other one? What is that? That's not normal. Can I tell you what is not a scripture? They started it. But Lord, they started it. Not a scripture. Someone punches you. What's he say? Offer the other one. Jesus, this is not normal. From him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. This is not normal. This is not common. This is an uncommon kindness. Uncommon. Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Verse 32, though, he says, but if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Other translations say, you want credit for that? Why? Even sinners love those who love them. That's a common kindness. That's what unsaved people do. That's what people who don't know God, that's what people who do not and have not had the love of God shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. And that's all they know to do. They love the ones who love them. The ones who don't, they're under no obligation to love or be kind or be good to them. 
But he said, even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? You want credit for that? Really? You're going to go before the Lord and say, look at what I did for this person who, you know, did it for me. But look, you don't get, uh, even sinners do that. That's common. That's easy. Man, it takes something else. It takes something else coming from somewhere else to live with an uncommon kindness. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to those, lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward. There it is. Favor with God. Favor with other people. The reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Why? For He is kind to the unthankful. He is kind to the evil. Therefore, be merciful. Can you see the connection again? Kindness, mercy, there's a reward for it. There is a big time reward for it. It's favor with God. It's favor with other people. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.